Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. what dude I, I know why Derek took a while getting up here because this morning just just a moment of worship and what an incredible team of people up here just leading us into the presence of God so my goodness and uh he said I was going to talk a little bit about community stuff and I had someone else ask me this morning uh hey are we doing the giving tree this year and we're not and I, I just want you to know why it's not because we're like against it or you know we don't want to do that the whole reason we didn't is because somebody in the community in fact our superintendent said hey we have a need and would you know would the community help and I'll tell you what when we started the church one of the things that we were asked often is how do you know if you're a successful church you know is it is it well we got 200 people is it no and I we don't get into all that that. Um, what we believe is this, if we are being faithful to our community, then absolutely we're being a successful church. And so one of the questions is, if we ceased to exist as a church, would the community miss us? And I hope and pray that the answer to that question always, no matter what, way beyond my time, way beyond anyone else's time is yes to that, because I believe that's what this church is called to be and to do. And so in this last uh, week, we got to do something cool. So rather than do gifts for uh, one family, we were able to bless and reach thousands because of your generosity, like Derek said. So you guys gave, and because we decided to put over 10% away that comes in towards missions and community outreach, uh, we wrote a check this week uh, for $1,000 to uh, the community, to NACE, and they were collecting food. Everything got matched by other donors, and somebody in our church, they're part of a club, and they gave an additional 1400 So through the church, 2400 went. Yeah, come on, somebody. And all the other food and stuff that you gave... And so this week, and I just want to celebrate because uh, Derek this week uh, called Beth Geese and said, hey, I got a bunch of stuff and went and dropped it off. And so that, if you don't know who that is, uh, this is Beth Geese. She's the superintendent of the entire district, uh, St. Francis School Districts. And so that... All that stuff on the table, and the, that's all that you gave. And so he got to take a picture with, with her. But here's one more win with this. I just want you to hear about church. Because if you don't believe that we're making a difference in the community, think again. Because I was looking on Facebook, and, and I go on Facebook, and there's a video that Beth, our superintendent, posted. And in the video, she's, uh, how many have seen it? She's handing, yeah, a few of us. She's handing uh, the person, the director at NACE, and there's a bunch of other student council men and women and, and kids that are hanging out. And she hands them a check for the 1400 and then she says on Facebook in front of thousands of people, she goes, and this is $1,000 from the Bridge Church. And so I was just like, she's honoring us for honoring them and honoring this community. So come on, can we give God some praise for that? That's what it's about. Now, now we're at Christmas at the movies today, and we've got a couple more. And so we've got Christmas at the movies today. We've got Christmas at the movies on, uh, what's, what's the next day? December 23rd, good job. You were listening to Derek. December 23rd at 6.30, okay? Anytime we do something that night, it's always 6.30. Man, be here as early as you can because, dude, we've had standing room only. And last uh, last year, we had literally Blizzardzilla. And so it was the first time in our history we've ever had to cancel any service. And so I don't care if it's a freaking typhoon. I'm not canceling service. So uh, whether it looks like 29 looks beautiful, uh, but I, I refuse. So I will be here come hell or high water. I will be right here preaching and because we are going to reach people for Christ that night. That's one of our best services of the year. So don't miss it. Don't miss it. I will bust down your door and drag you with me. All right. If you need a ride, you let me know. Uh, 
Justice, who's 14, he'll pick you up. All right, so here's the deal. And he will, all right? Wouldn't you? He would do it, all right? How many of us have like these great Christmas memories? Anybody got like some just cool Christmas memories or like, I'm not a tradition guy until I start thinking about Christmas. And then like I start tearing up. I'm an emotional big teddy bear. I, mosquitoes aren't even intimidated by me. And, and so like the thing that I loved is my mom passed away a few years ago, but before she passed away, she did two things. One, she would get us these lifesaver books. You remember those? Life, not the gummy crap ones. The real ones. All right? Not the, not even the ones they sell in the store right now that are all just like multi-flavor. They would have in there multi-flavor, but then they would have one just with cherry. Oh, come on, Jesus. Butter rum. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit is real. Okay. And like, I mean, I'm talking, these were the greatest lifesavers in the world. Well, I shared that story like seven years ago at church, and it's a, it's a couple that helps another church now, and every Christmas in the mail from her, I get butter rum lifesavers. And I'm just like, how cool is that? But there was one other thing my mom did that I loved, and it drove me nuts at the same time, because who needs a Dunkin' Butterfly yo-yo when you're 40 years old, right? I mean, you, you just don't, but it's your mom, right? So you open it. My mom never made a whole bunch of money her whole life. She was the general foods manager for a, re- a store that doesn't exist anymore called Rainbow Foods, and she was the, there for years, 18 years, and she, excuse me, manager over natural foods. And so we would get stockings every year. And it was from the dollar store, or there used to be this store called Blaine Discount way back in the day that she would load up on different things. And so have you ever seen like at the dollar store or the Walmart aisle, the, uh, there's like four little snowman in foil and they're like for a buck or like there's reindeer or, or, you know, she would do, this was my mom, dude. She would take those out of the wrapper, like all four of them. And she would individually wrap them and put them in our stockings, even though she didn't make that much, just to look like it was more. Now, as a kid, I didn't appreciate that. But I tell you what, as a dad with a bunch of teenagers, I really appreciate that. And I'm like, I just want to honor her this morning. I mean, isn't she just an amazing I know she's with Jesus now, but what an amazing lady. Now, here's the deal. So, Ma, if you can hear us, I love you and miss you, and we'll see you someday. Um, here's the deal. How many have Disney Plus, the app? Anybody? Okay. How many know... They try. They, they do. They try. But at some time, you have to just stop. Disney, if you're ever listening to this, which I doubt, please stop remaking the original stuff. Because the new ones suck. <laughs> I love you. I love all of you. But stop it. Thank you. It's just my public service announcement. So I told Silas the other day, I'm like, Silas, there's this new movie. I'm so excited. He's like, what's it called, Dad? I said, it's called, uh, it's called Home Sweet Home Alone. Do not watch it. It's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. It is awful, okay? Like, literally, you will have to find your salvation again after the movie, okay? We, I'm serious. It's that bad. Literally, I had to stop it. I mean, it starts out with, like, a doll with its head the wrong way. I'm like, what is this? Okay, it's just psycho crazy. Don't mess with the originals, okay? I hate when pi- people try to redo the classics. So let's go look at a classic this morning. Here we go. Yeah. Ah. 
Alright, so I'm not even going to ask if you have seen this movie or haven't, because I'm sharing everything today. I'm even sharing the end of the movie, so I'm spoiling it for you, because if you haven't seen it, something wrong with you, bro. Alright, so... It's a hilarious movie. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's one of our families. We even like the, the sequel of this one's okay, but the, the 10 sequels after it, no. And, and here's the deal. This young boy, Kevin McAllister, all right? Here he is. He's, he's missing his mom, and, and eventually he even misses his pain in the butt brother. He's trying to defend his household. He's trying to do the right thing, but eventually he's home alone. He's all alone, okay? And here he is, this young little kid. Now, we've all been there. We've all felt that way from time to time where we have felt alone. You could even be right here, right now, in the middle of 100 people here right now and feel still alone. You could be at Thanksgiving like you were a couple weeks ago, Christmas coming up, and maybe you have lost somebody that you love and is dear to you, and you still feel like you're all alone. You might be in the middle of a crowd or middle of something, and you're going, you have no idea what's going on inside of me, Chris. None. And, And I don't. And I just want you to know you're in good company here this morning. Okay, we all got stuff going on that no one else knows about. All right, if I told you the amount of conversations I have with people in this church every day about what's going on, you're not alone. Okay, I need you to get that through your core this morning because here's Kevin. It's a hilarious movie, but by the end, he's going, okay, he's defeating these bad guys, he's doing all the booby traps and everything, and then he's going, I miss my mom. I miss my, even my brother who like, you know, hates my guts, he feels like, and going, I just want my family. I just want to be with them. And I, and I know for some of you, you are dreading this week. You're like not looking forward to it at all because you got to see some people you don't like. They got to see some people they don't like, all right? And it's going to happen. And it all comes together and everybody puts on their little smiles and acts like everything's okay at the dinner table and, Start cutting your turkey a little harder than usual. You know, it just happens. Some of you might feel that way right now. Just feeling like, no, I'm I'm kind of alone. Well, in this movie, when Kevin is alone, bad things happen. like Minnesota.
I've seen this a hundred times, and this scene's still hard for me to watch. <laughs> when you're alone, bad things happen. That's what I'm saying, all right? All right, so what do we do this Christmas season? What do we do? I got a couple things for you, all right? So number one, put it on the screen. Real simple. If you're taking notes, it's literally one word points this morning. So you can carry this with you as you run out today. Real simple. We're going super not deep today, okay? Um, but we're going to talk about the Bible and how this applies to you. Number one, care. Care. People need you to care, okay? Here's the deal. Right now in our world, people don't think we care. Some people don't care. And what's happened is we've become isolated the last couple of years because of our culture. And we felt more alone. And right now, what people need more than anything else, before I get to the next two points, I just got three simple ones for you today, is care. Okay? Care for each other. Look at this next clip. Potentially. So here's the deal. If you don't know the context, old man Marley is their neighbor and he sees him coming out with, you know, like this salt bag and a shovel and a garbage can and all his, you know, all Kevin's brothers were saying, oh, that's where he's putting the bodies. And so Kevin, here he is alone in this, you know, giant church. And here comes old man Marley sitting next to him. He's freaking out. But why was old man Marley doing this? Because he cared. And the part of it I'm not going to show you is the next conversation, Kevin turns it. He says to old man Marley, he goes, so is that your granddaughter? Can you see her? No, I can't. And he finds out there's more going on in his family as well. This is what happens when we take a step and we care. You know, I was just telling somebody this morning, you know, a few, few days ago, I was at Aldi checking out and there was a lady behind me and she had, and this is not about Chris, but this is just a challenge to all of us. She had literally three items. It was like brown sugar, eggs, and milk. That was it. And I'm sitting there and I've got like, I got teenagers. So I got like, you know, $1,800 worth of groceries on the thing. She can't even put it up there. And, and I said, just set it there. And it gets up to me. And I'm just, come on, how many else is going to do this with me? I'm, I'm just challenging you to do this. I just paid for it. I'm like, hey, add hers to mine. 
You know, it's three things. It's not that big a deal. It doesn't matter what it is, but that's just caring. We, we want to take care in each other, okay? No matter where we're at. I don't know her story, but maybe it's planned. And Sita said, God bless, Merry Christmas, and I took off. Never see her again. Galatians 6.2, Paul writes this. Carry each other's, what? Burdens. And in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. We'll go deep for just a moment. What does burden mean? We say it a lot. Well, I, I want to bear each other's burden. I want to carry your burden. But what does it really mean? Burden here literally means like an affliction, like something you can't handle on your own or a sin that you're dealing with that's so heavy that you just have to talk to somebody else about. So we're called to care. Number two, collaborate. All right. I'm going to look at the bad guys again in just a moment because they collaborated pretty well until Kevin showed up. All right. But we got to collaborate with each other. You know, I, my wife, when I got married, I'm a Vincent. Her maiden name is Brubaker. She, there was this phrase when we got married, and it was, the Brubaker way is the right way. That's what I was told. I'm still told that on occasion. Now I say, my way is the right way. <laughs> but we have to collaborate. We compromise. We come together. We figure that out. We collaborate with each other because then we can do more. This is why I love doing the tree for a family, but what if we collaborate with the community and we double what Nace gets and help a bunch of people that need? You know, I drove by Mana Market on Friday night and that line was all the way out the road. Why? Because people are hurting right now. They're in need. All right? Realize that two are better than one. Here we go. Now, they might have collaborated against each other, but who did Kevin collaborate with? The cops. He called the cops right there. It's like, oh, I need help. You know, this is what it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Solomon wrote this. He said, two are better than one. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. You remember that song? We all need somebody to, yeah, you know it, all right. Heather was even humming it the other day. I'm like, do you know what I'm preaching on? She's like, no, that's in my notes, okay? So care, collaborate, and the last one here is connect, okay? You've heard me say over and over, if we don't connect, we disconnect. But we're called to connect with each other. I I tell you what, man, I miss the pre-COVID stuff. You know what we would do after church on Sundays a lot? We'd go to McDonald's, man. It's one of the best restaurants in St. Francis, all right? And... (laughs) And we would go and we just hang out and dining room closed and, you know, restaurants, unfortunately, couldn't be open. We tried to mix it up and, and go other places. But I love just hanging out because it wasn't I'm not up here preaching. You're not up here just for sick. We're all just connecting, like doing life. And that's when that's when real church happens. Right. 
We're just chilling, hanging out, doing a meal together, all right? Grabbing a Big Mac, I don't know, whatever it might be. Connect with each other. This is what they did. This is the church. If we go back to the New Testament, the early church starts, and in the book of Acts, this is what it said. It said, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All, who? All. Well, just most of them. No, all of them. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Oh my goodness. You talk about collaboration. You talk about caring. It has it all. Connecting right here. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. In other words, that's our church service right now. Praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. They're just connecting. This was the early church. This is what we're called to do. Even thousands of years later with more technology and it looks, it maybe looks different, but I love what Andy Stanley says. Andy Stanley, a phenomenal leader, he says this. He goes, be married to the message. That's the message of Christ. Be married to the message, but date the model. You see, the model changes all the time, doesn't it? We do church different today than we did 20 years ago. Now, there's still churches trying to do church like we did 20 years ago, but no one going to them, all right? Okay? And so I say this, the method can change, but the message of Jesus Christ will never change. It's perfect, and it's forever. Forever and ever. You know, here's what did they do? They listened to the teaching. Okay, I just picture them, the apostles and everybody hanging. I picture them fishing, you know, just, just out fishing in a boat. Be like, yo, bro, what's up? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You catching anything over there? No, try back here. You know, I just, I just picture them like real people. They enjoyed fellowship together. You know, they're probably still under some Jewish customs, so they're not eating the McRib at McDonald's, but they're going to town on those fries together. Come on, somebody. They shared meals. That's what they did. They had corporate prayers. They got together. They were having the same conversations then that we are today. They were awestruck at the miraculous experiences. I mean, just picture them getting together and be like, dude, you remember when Peter walked on water? Like, what was that like? like, what was that, like? How, did, was that like, like they do up in Minnesota? Or, or was this different? Like, this was actually water with waves. Like, what, what was it? You know, and they're just having these conversations, being open. That's the part that just reading the text of the Bible we miss. And so we just got to put ourselves in there. They worshiped together regularly. They shared all of their belongings. Hey, you need that? You need that? You need an ugly Christmas sweater? I got one you can borrow. Here, have it. I'll let you, I'll let you keep it forever. All right? They practiced generosity. Whatever anyone had something in need, they gave. And then what did, did, did you see what happened at the last part here? Go, go ahead and put that scripture back up one more time if you don't mind. What did it say? Enjoying the what of all the people? Favor. What has God given this church and this community? It doesn't have to do with any of us. It's because of him. So we need to lean into that because we are just like the early church. Way to go, church. Come on, let's give them some praise for that. Come on, can we do that? We care for each other, collaborate with each other, we connect with each other, but then there's one part that's more important than all of that. The connecting part is connecting with Christ. You see, no one will ever make you feel more connected than Jesus. I've tried. Dude, I've tried. I've, I wanted to catch a state record fish. I, th- I thought it'd be like the coolest thing. You know, I love going on vacation. We, we put as much of our budget towards vacation as we can. I love the Florida area and we go there as much as I can. And I tell you what, every time I'm there, I'm not like fully satisfied. I'm not fully satisfied until I'm just literally just in my living room 
with Jesus, then I'm fulfilled the most I am in my entire life. Try it. Try him. Connect with Christ. If you're feeling alone, you go, man, I, I don't know how to do what I'm walking through right now. You have to connect with Christ. There is no other way, and yet you will keep trying, even though I'm preaching this right now. The majority of us here will not listen to this point. The majority of us here will walk out today and forget this and never connect with Christ like I'm challenging you to right now. Prove me wrong. You want a challenge? You got one. You see, this is why God came for you and me as an infant. The most humble of ways, as a little baby in a manger. Did he have to? No. He wanted to. He wanted to connect with you. I believe he wants to connect with you today more than he ever has. And we keep going, God, where are you? And God goes, I'm right here. I'm just waiting for you. Take that step. He's always one step away. Take the step. And, and it's not about, well, I got to pray more. I gotta, no, just, just shut up and just be. Lord, what do you want to speak to me today? It can be in the shower. It can be in the bathroom. It can be while you're fishing. It can even be, I don't even care. You can ignore my message on a Sunday and just be like, God, I just need you to connect with me right now. Maybe right now is the only time you got the cell phone away and life away and you're away from the kids for this half an hour. Then tune me out and tune him in. Because I don't care if you connect with the message. I care if you connect with your creator. Because he wants you desperately. Well, Pastor Chris, you don't know what I did. I don't care what you did. He doesn't either. Come on, how many of, how many of you here just raise your hand if you are a dad in this place? Raise your hand really high. Like, be proud of it. Okay, I hope so. you're all proud of being a dad. All right, you put your hands down. How many of you fathers right now that just raise your hand? What would your child have to do that you wouldn't care for them anymore? How much more is that our creator? Think about that for a moment. That'll change your life. It's changed mine. See, one of my favorite scenes, I've got two more I'm going to show you, in the whole movie is when the bad guys finally catch up to Kevin.
Here's the deal. I want you to think about this for a moment in this scene right here. If you think messing out the other scenes, because some of you are going to go home and watch this tonight now. But here's the deal. I want you to realize Kevin did everything right. He made this plan. He was genius for being a young kid. He had it all together. He, he did everything right. I mean, he, he went to church. He, he tithed. I mean, he, he served in the kids' ministry wing. He gave above and beyond. He volunteered. He read his, he read his Bible every day. He did all of that. But he couldn't save himself, could he? He had it all. I mean, up until the end, it looked like he, man, he was going to conquer these bad guys. He had it all under control. But he couldn't have. Just as you and I cannot save ourselves, you can't do it. I've tried. Some of us are still trying. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And if saved or salvation is a weird term for you, it was for me when I became a Christian, when I was new to the faith, if you're visiting here and you're a guest. So this means literally accepting and believing in Jesus and we receive eternal life. That's what salvation is. It's that simple. I don't know about you, but I'm really glad that God kept it simple. Amen? Amen? Now, to be very honest with you this morning, a little confession from your pastor. I have regrets. I know I'm probably the only one in here that has regrets, but I have regrets. Anybody else here have regrets? No, none of us, right? One regret I have is this. I regret sometimes I felt like I had to be more of a leader than a father figure. And this is what I mean by that. Not that I'm called to be father or anything like that. I have five kids that I love. But I think sometimes in our community, the more I've gotten to know it over the last 30 years, 25 years, is that people here don't need a strong leader. They need a strong father. They need a father figure. That's not going to lead them and challenge them and be like the good cop, bad cop kind of thing, you know? But somebody that just sees you, knows you're loved, knows you're valued, knows you have purpose, wants you to find that freedom, desires to you for you to make that difference. I want everybody here to know that this morning, that I confess to you that sometimes I've tried to be too much of a leader rather than just being that, that dad, that father figure, that person. And, you know, we can always do it better, obviously. But I just want you to know this morning that I care for you deeply. I want to connect with you. I, it's in my heart for you more than anything, whether you connect with me or Pastor Derek, really to connect with him, with Jesus. That, that's what Derek and myself, we've given our lives for. We want to see that. It would break my heart today for you to walk away here today feeling lonely or heartbroken at Christmas time. Please don't. I'm giving you an invitation right now. You know my cell phone number. If you don't, it's on the website. You can grab it. You can text me. You can text Derek. Text the church because we want to be there for you. That's what it's called to care for each other. That's what it's called to connect with each other. We collaborate. We try to figure out how can we walk through whatever it is you're walking through. A good friend of mine lost his son in an accident a few years ago. And I know that this time is so hard. Every time I send him a text and I call him and I pray with him and I pray for their entire family. And it's been a few years. And you would think time, you know, eventually makes things easier. Sometimes it makes things harder. And I just want you to not go away here feeling like you're all by yourself in whatever it is that you're dealing with. I want you to know that we want to be there with you. We want to walk through with you. I don't care what it is that you've done or dealt with. If you come up to Derek and I, we're not going to turn you away. We're going to pray with you. I'm like, hey, let's, let's walk this through. 
That's what church should be. Amen? Amen? If you want to know, there is always people that care, that want to collaborate, that want to connect, and there's always hope. Let me show you this last scene.
<laughs> hey, would you stand to your feet with me this morning? Go ahead and stand up with me. And I got one more slide to put up there, and that's about this uh, upcoming Thursday night. Hey, I just want you to know that you're cared for. Okay, we want to work with you on whatever it is you're going through. We want to connect. And maybe you're going, I'm good. I'm good, Chris. Derek, I'm good. I can guarantee you that there's people in your life that aren't. You need to drag their butts here Thursday night. You do whatever it takes. Okay, you buy them whatever they need to get them here, all right? Derek will take care of it. He'll buy whatever, bass, bass boat, whatever it is, all right? You gotta, just bring them. It's going to be so life-giving. It's going to be fun. We're, we're heading to Little Chronicles of Narnia on Thursday night, and we're going to talk a little bit about who Jesus is because the whole movie is an allegory. Because I want everybody in this community, especially those that want to be in church the least, probably need to be in church the most. And so let's reach out to them. Let's care for them. Let's collaborate with them. Let's connect with them. That's what we're called to do. All right? I'm going to pray for you. And uh, I just ask that you pray for those right now. And just, just take a moment. If there is somebody that you're inviting this Thursday night, just think about who it is right now. Let's pray for them. Let's pray that God opens their heart before you ask or bring them with. And the second is this. Prove me wrong that you're going to connect with Christ somehow this week. I look forward. I just want my phone to light up. I proved you wrong, Pastor. I'm looking forward to that. Let me pray. God, I pray right now over every individual here and every family unit. But right now, I pray specifically for those who are not here. For those that aren't in any church right now in our area, those that you love, those that you want to connect with more than any, those that you came humbly as an infant for to give your life. And so this morning, I ask God right now for all those people that are on our minds and our hearts right now, that you would open their heart to receive. Holy Spirit, start working on their heart right now to receive whatever it is you have for them, for the big ask that somebody's going to ask them to come with them on Thursday night. Would you be with them, Jesus? Father, I thank you for every person here. I pray that no one leaves here today without knowing they are cared for, that you want to work with them with, with their life. You want to help them get through life and not just survive, but thrive. And Lord, that you want to connect with them on a new level. That's really the best gift any of us could receive this Christmas. So I thank you. And I pray right now for every person here and those we're praying for would not feel alone. And last and more importantly, as we pray right now, if any of you have never taken that step of faith and accepted Christ as, as your Lord, as your Savior to follow, I just encourage you to do, just tell them that right now. Lord, I accept you. I believe, Jesus. Forgive me of my past, and I just give you my shame. I give you my guilt, and I want to walk in a new way today. I love you, Jesus, and I lift you up. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.